0: Welcome to the Expert Series, brought to you by the Lupus Foundation of America. Our health education team is here to bring you experts in lupus to discuss topics to help you live better. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. My name is Alyssa, and I'll be your host. I am very excited to welcome Stephanie Sland, who will help us discuss the importance of participating in clinical trials. Stephanie, the Project Director of Impact Plus or Improving Minority Participation and Awareness in Clinical Trials, an Office of Minority Health granted, Grant Funded Program. Stephanie comes to the LFA most recently from the Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City, Missouri, where she served as the Infectious Disease Research Team Manager. In that role, Stephanie led a team of over 20 clinical trials, trial professionals as they worked with AstraZeneca and Pfizer on the COVID-19 vaccine clinical trial. Stephanie spent over a decade working at the Medical University of South Carolina in a variety of research-related positions. While working in the division of rheumatology, she oversaw lupus clinical trials managed clinical research operations, coordinated day-to-day study activities, and co-authored multiple research publications, among many other responsibilities. We are delighted to have you here today with us, Stephanie. Okay, let's jump into these questions. Question one, what are clinical trials and why are they important? And in this answer, could you, potentially um, go ahead and explain the phases of clinical trials, who can participate in them, and the benefits of participating. Definitely. So
1: clinical trials are research studies performed in people that are aimed at evaluating a medical, surgical, or a behavioral intervention. Uh, These are the primary way that researchers find new treatments, new drugs, new diets, or medical devices, such as a pacemaker, and if whether or not they're safe and effective for use in people. Often, um, a clinical trial is used to learn if a treatment is more effective, less effective, has increased or decreased um, side effects as compared to standard of care treatments. Um, there are four phases of research trials, and each of them have different focuses. A phase one trial tests the experimental treatment in a small group of often healthy people between 20 and 80 individuals to judge the safety and side effects and to find the correct dosage of the medicine under study. Uh, A phase two trial uses more people between 100 and 300 individuals. Um, While the emphasis in a phase one trial is safety, the emphasis of a phase two trial is effectiveness. And this phase will aim to obtain preliminary data on whether or not the drugs work in people who have the certain disease under study. Uh, these trials also study the safety and short-term side effects of the medication under treatment. And these typically last a couple years. Um, when that phase is complete, phase three starts. And this is where we gather more information about safety and effectiveness and study in different populations and different doses, dosages. Um, using the drug in combination with other drugs. So, for example, they may have a new lupus drug that they would add to already standard care that you would get. Uh, This study typically has around 3,000 to 5,000 individuals, and if the FDA agrees that the trial's results were positive, it will approve the use of that experimental drug or device. Uh, Phase four trials um, typically go for longer periods of time, 10 years sometimes, and they just look at the effectiveness Mm -hmm. of the drug, the safety, and are monitored in large, diverse populations. Um, Sometimes side effects don't become clear until the phase four, which is why we continue to follow individuals once they've already um, received FDA approval. Um, So some deciding factors for who can be included in a study and who can't one depends on the phase like i said phase one typically has healthy volunteers so those would in this instance be people who don't have lupus uh, but maybe the same mm-hmm. age race, and sex of our lupus population so that we can mm-hmm. study what it looks what these drugs do in The non-affected population and the lupus population and and make those comparisons. We can fine-tune what the dosage is going to be, how long people are are prescribed the medication, and things like that. Um, Other things that are taken into account for who can participate and who who can't is whether or not this treatment is looking for um, a specific grade of disease, whether the person has kidney involvement, heart involvement, Mm -hmm. um, maybe that they're early in their diagnosis, maybe they're later in their diagnosis. So, the the inclusion and exclusion criteria um, weigh heavily on the type of trial, but that's something that should be discussed with the patient and their care team. Um, Some benefits in, in participating in clinical trials would be, that you're helping to push medical research further. You I mean you're coming in and rolling up your sleeves, as it were, to, to help other patients and potentially yourself. Um, oftentimes, studies are giving you this, the latest and greatest treatment and the new treatment as well. Um, and another benefit is that not only will you be under the treatment of your regular doctor, but you'll be under the treatment of your study team. So between your research coordinator, your study nurse, and your your uh, primary investigator, you have a large team of individuals who are looking at every side effect, every um, improvement of your condition. So I think for patients that clinical trials is a very good option for trying
0: something new to see if you can in- improve your disease state. Awesome. So it sounds like anyone who can't, who is included in these trials has a good team around them. Um, should exactly. they have any questions? Um, so, uh, what other information, um, should people with lupus know about participating and deciding and if they, um, where can they go if they decide to participate in these trials? Excellent question. When participating in
1: clinical trials, you should have as much information as possible to make an informed decision as to whether this trial is going to be good for you as an individual. You should also have ample time to discuss any questions or concerns about participating in a clinical trial with your doctor, your nurse, or your research coordinator. And they should be able to answer all of your questions before you're expected to sign your consent form and begin treatment. Some questions you may want to ask are, how long is the study going to last? How many visits am I going to have? Am I going to have to stop my current medication to be in this trial? Um, And is it safe for me to do so? Um, You can find clinical trials for your disease state, your diagnosis, um, and your particular symptoms on clinicaltrials.gov. That's a great way to find out what trials are going on. All research done in the United States has to be on that that website so you can mm-hmm. see if, if there's not something in your area, perhaps there's something available to you somewhere else in the country. Um, or maybe you can, you know, reach out to those doctors and, and express that you have interest in participating, but the trial's not available at your site. Um, and maybe that'll help to spur um you know movement to another site and and opening up the trial for better access for more people. Another way that you can find trials that you uh, want to participate in is by using Ray, which is Research Accelerated by You. It's our Lupus data platform mm-hmm. where people with lupus and their caregivers can share information about their lupus experience, which will help researchers accelerate the development of new treatments and improve disease outcomes. You can be a ray of hope um, and ensure a bright future for lupus research by sharing your lupus experience.
0: I know there's a lot of, sometimes there can be some, some stigma around clinical trials, um, mm-hmm. especially for communities of color. Um, can you explain the importance for people with lupus? from these communities for participating in these trials? And then um, can you explain um, Impact plus's role in these re- in this research for people with this? Definitely. So clinical trials with a diverse
1: selection of patients are essential for the development of new and more effective therapies, and especially in uh, populations of color. Um, unfortunately, minority populations have been and continue to be systemically underrepresented in lupus clinical trials. Specifically, a review of the years 1997 to 2017 found that Black or African Americans made up 43% of lupus cases nationally, but only 14% of participants in lupus clinical trials. The need for more racial and ethnic diversity amongst lupus clinical trial participants is pressing as there continues to be a high level of unmet medical need for this patient population. The Lupus Foundation of America proposes to conduct the Minority Participation and Awareness in Clinical Trials for Lupus Project to drive increased recruitment and retention of minority populations in lupus clinical trials. The Impact Plus Project will also build upon work from previous projects. That have been funded by the Office of Minority Health. Diverse representation in clinical trials is essential for the development of new, safe, and effective therapies. For example, the incidence and prevalence of lupus is more than three times greater among Black populations than white populations. And in some studies, we found that Black and African-American lupus patients are more likely to have organ system involvement and more active disease and lower levels of social support when compared to white lupus patients and to successfully address these barriers we will use a collaborative approach involving partnerships with trusted community organizations research has shown that the importance of collaborating with organizations that share common interests and reach diverse audiences is needed to achieve outcomes that neither of them could do by themselves so to address this, we're using nurses who play a critical role in everyday lupus care, and we're, we're educating them more on clinical trials and how to talk to their patients about being in lupus clinical trials. We at the LSA have years of experience in conducting outreach, education, and training for mm-hmm. people with lupus. And their families, healthcare providers, and other stakeholder groups. So this program is designed specifically to target populations of color and help to inform them of what a clinical trial is, how can they participate, and what kind of questions to ask, um, and and just to be a better steward of the information that we what we get from these research projects.
0: And would you say um, that will help combat Um, someone's fear in order to participate um, in these trials? Uh, There's a
1: lot of stigma around research in general. Um, We know that there are several cases where researchers were less than ethical, and a lot of the methods that they used are no longer in use. Um, One famous example is the Tuskegee syphilis experiment where Men were exposed to syphilis and then not treated by their doctors because they wanted to look at the, the course of the disease over time. Um, in fact, these people were discouraged from getting treatment, and some individuals who joined the military and would have gotten treatment were bounced back to Tuskegee by these researchers because they wanted to, to see what would happen. Um, mm-hmm. Even after an effective treatment was available, they still didn't give it to those patients, and that's completely unacceptable. Um, that has led to a lot of myths and misconceptions around clinical trials, like, for example, that people are going to be human guinea pigs. Um, I really dislike this terminology because as a research participant, you are doing just that. You're participating. You're a part of your care team because it's your decision to participate. Anytime you're in a study and you no longer feel comfortable with being in that study, you can take yourself out of that study at any time. Uh, If you no longer feel um, that this is gonna be a safe outcome for you, then it is imperative that you share that with your research team uh, because it's their job to protect you from any unnecessary harm. Another myth that people have about clinical research is that if you're going to get a benefit, your doctor won't tell you. That's not true. A lot of studies, especially ones that have a medication that's being treated, that's being tested, will what they call blind you and the doctor to what kind of treatment you're receiving. This way, researchers know that there's no bias um, being shown to the patient. Uh, Some of the biases that, that happen are unconscious. So in an effort to keep those from happening again, we blind the participants, so your doctor may not even know if you received the active drug or a placebo which is a sugar pill often um some other myth is that you might lose control of your personal health data um this this is not true
0: we we do
1: our very best With the amount of um, information that we're collecting. And this information could be your height, your weight, your blood pressure, your medical history, and sometimes even genetic information. But as a part of the informed consent process, you'll receive all this information and all the details about what type of information is collected, how it will be used, how it will be shared, and how it will be protected. Additionally, we have institutional review boards that are designed to ensure that the research is being done in an ethical manner, in a manner that doesn't cause additional harm to patients. Um, if there's ever a point at which your doctor finds that this medication is not working for you, this treatment is not ideal for you, they may stop your treatment on the clinical trial so that there's no more harm caused. While we are in a scientific process trying to figure out new new treatments, new behaviors, new things that'll help with our lupus patients, we have to first understand that. Number one thing is to first do no harm. Doctors take that oath mm-hmm. when they become doctors because it, why would we create more harm? The goal is to improve people with lupus' lives um, and help them to, mm-hmm. to, to live more um, more active lives better and have better quality of health as well.
0: And you went over my next question, so I really appreciate that about the myths uh surrounding clinical trials. Um, because that can, you know, free to a lot of misinformation and um, we don't want that. Uh, we want to be able to um, have people who this, get the care that they need. And one of the ways to do that is participating in trials. Um exactly. And so uh kind of leading into the next question, you know. Um, and you've mentioned this before, how can a trial affect uh, a person's regular lupus care? And, you know, do they have to coordinate with their rheumatologist?
1: So sometimes trials can have a very large impact on person's uh, regular lupus care. Some studies require that you come in on a very regular basis, so maybe once a month when you typically only see your rheumatologist every three to four months. Um, this meet is something you should definitely ask when you're being um, introduced to a clinical trial and additionally it is very important to to coordinate your care with your rheumatologist Um, they should know that you're on a clinical trial so that if there's any changes in your symptoms uh, your your lab work that they can confer with the principal investigator on your research study, and to work together to make sure that you're getting the best care. Additionally, sometimes there are um, drugs that are not allowed on a clinical trial um, because they can confuse the data. So it's important Mm -hmm. that your rheumatologist is aware of that. They don't prescribe that, or maybe they can make a decision to use a different medication that's allowed by the trial, or perhaps your disease has progressed to the point where you you, you shouldn't be on that trial. Um, so it's going to be very important that you share your symptoms, side effects, how you're feeling with both your rheumatologist and your study team.
0: So it sounds like if someone with this participates, they should they should keep a journal um, and, and use that to help communicate um, with their healthcare team. I definitely um, suggest that
1: Lupus patients keep a binder of all their information that comes with their health. So you'll get a copy of your consent form if you decide to participate in the trial, keep that with you, share it with your doctor, share it with your nurse when you see your rheumatologist. Um, Make sure that
0: every time you feel something different that you,
1: like you said, keep a diary so that you are being an active participant in your own care. I think it's rather empowering as a patient to be able to help your doctors make decisions that are going to be the best for you. You don't have to take a back seat and just listen to your doctor.
0: You can help them to make your decisions as well. And so kind of coming here to the end, um, you know, what is the outcome in participating in these clinical trials? Um, And then also kind of what is done with the information once the trials are over? Um, Is this information, like, destroyed for, you know, personal reasons, Um, or is just some of the non-identifying information kept just for reference? So, yes and yes. Um,
1: After the clinical trial has concluded, typically a paper is written and published um, and then reviewed by peers in the field so that other researchers, other doctors are aware of what these new... Um, treatments are, new behaviors, new interventions available for their patients with lupus. Um, Additionally, after a certain period of time, and that depends on your institution and what the requirements of your institutional review board are, but that information is retained for a number of years when it's no longer needed, it is destroyed. So um, Mm -hmm. your information stays protected and stays private. When publications are written and shared, that information is completely anonymized and everybody's information is kept together, um, again, to protect the privacy of people's information. Um, publications in journals, like the New England Journal of Medicine is a very, you know, uh, common publication that news outlets typically report from. Sometimes press releases mm-hmm. are done, whether it's with Pfizer, AstraZeneca, or, um, mm-hmm. you know, lupus and science. Uh, publications as well, to let the world uh, you know know what what the product of this research study is. Um, I think that there's been in the last couple of years a greater push to letting communities know what the outcomes are of the studies that they participated in. You know, we asked people over and over to come volunteer for our studies, and we weren't doing such a good job as researchers of letting them know what we did later with their information. So there's definitely a push for more dissemination and inclusion of of patients, their families, and other stakeholders in our community, nurses, uh, medical assistants, to help make all of those clinical trials better. To make them less burdensome on our, on our participants. Um, so, it's always a process of improving, 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 um, and letting our, our community, our, our colleagues know what our research
0: um, mm-hmm. found,
1: and letting our participants know as well.
0: Thank you so much, Stephanie, for your time today and talking to us about clinical trials. For those listening in, you can find more information on lupus on the National Resource Center on Lupus by visiting lupus.org forward slash resources. You can also find more information dedicated to this topic in our show notes. For the latest information on lupus and COVID-19, please visit lupus.org forward slash coronavirus. To listen to additional episodes of the expert series, you can visit lupus.org org slash the expert series where you can also subscribe to get alerts when podcasts are released. And if you wish to speak to one of our health education specialists, you can go to lupus.org slash health educator or call 1-800-558-0121. And finally, to connect with others with lupus from all over the world, Lupus Foundation of America invites you to check out our online support community, Lupus Connect, where you can talk with others, find emotional support, and discuss practical insights for coping with the daily challenges of lupus. You can find the community at lupus.org resources slash lupusconnect. Thank you and have a wonderful day.